神释放了我。哎呀，我说主，我感谢你。今天我才知道，主赦免我的罪，同时圣灵又感动我，说出方言来。我平常也没说也不会。那天晚上，主要说方言，我心里特别高兴。主赦免我，让我得了一神的恩典。从那一天以后，主要就把这个。去做什么？我相信你带领我，我要为你穿。And Michelle, and we have with us the beautiful Alice Marchesani in the house. She's missing her wingman, Tom. He was feeling a little under the weather, uh, and that's okay. Just like I told Alan Keys earlier today, I could have done the whole show without Leah. And Alan said, I know that you can. He said, Sometimes the two of you are a little bit even much for me. And I said, Alan, you do great with just Leah and I. So, uh, Alice, you and Tom are never too much for Leah and I, but. <laughs> <laughs> I have a feeling you can hold your own just fine without Tom, which is the point of this entire series that we've been doing, Women in Ministry. If you guys have not had a chance to watch the first three that we did, you can find them on resistancechicks.com. And today's show, I've got the links for all of those. They've been absolutely incredible. We had planned on diverging and, and just maybe taking another topic that's of today for this week and yesterday on our live show which was amazing the power of god fell and through a series and a course of events we discovered that this amazing revival that's taking place in china mm -hmm. is undergirded by women yes right mm -hmm. leah so alice welcome to the show oh glad to be here ladies i'm so glad that you could join us even if tom is not here yes please pray for a quick recovery for tom Yes, uh, and I'm delighted to be here and honored to be here with you tonight, especially about this uh, subject, this exciting uh, and and somewhat scary development yeah. in China. Yes, because it's it is kind of the reason why it came to light for us is because of the protests that are happening in China over the lockdowns. Yeah. So yesterday, if you guys didn't see our uh, live show, which you should go back and watch, because we do a world news uh, Sundays at one thirty ish uh, Eastern time, we are covering this mass protest from from the west coast of china north south east mm -hmm. it is absolutely amazing mm -hmm. and actually kind of what spurred it was a uh, soccer football so i guess the you know a lot of the chinese people had kind of gone along well most of them had gone along with the, the lockdowns because the messaging is so tight in china mm -hmm. and they control the internet so well 
that the messaging that came out from China was look at the death rates in the rest of the West and we're protecting you through these lockdowns. Sure. Well, mm -hmm. they watched uh, the, all these people gathering for these soccer matches, football, whatever. Okay. And they were didn't have they didn't have masks on. They're having a good time. They're out partying. They're doing and, all and the, then like, wait a minute, we must be being lied to, right? And then last Friday, uh, yeah, in 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 the Xinjiang uh, region, there there were some major lockdowns there for a couple months to the point where it's very scary. They mm. would tie with metal ties people's apartment doors closed and they welded doors they closed. welded doors closed and there was a fire mm. and because they had barricaded around the apartments um because they had barricaded doors 10 people burned alive mm. and that sparked outrage and then foxcom which produces everybody's iphones has 200,000 employees and they locked down the entire campus and then they locked down the whole city and mm. without food. Mm. And they expected these 200,000 people just to keep working. So uh, people are beginning to wake up in China and it's been beautiful to see. So in, um, in, in ex kind of exposing the, the tyranny, people mm. are waking up. And I, you know, I was like, I wonder what the Chinese church kind of has to do with this. Mm. And God mm. was kind of speaking to us that this is it this is a time for the chinese church to arise and we stumbled across a a documentary by what's his name eugene bach eugene bach and he was a missionary in china mm -hmm. for years years and there's a huge if you guys don't know this china is the fastest growing church in the world mm -hmm. but if you are a chinese christian you have for years suffered uh, a, intense persecution uh, you're constantly being watched in in 2018 and uh, 17 and 18, they really cut, uh, they really um, crack down on these house churches, but still the church grows. And in, and part of the uh, this uh, documentary, we're gonna we're gonna show you guys part of it. Um, the pastor Yang Zheng, G, I don't know exactly how it's it's Z H A N G. We, we are it. never going to develop the, the uh, Chinese pronunciation. We're gonna try. We try. We he's the, he, he's he's one of the like the founders of the um, the Christian house church movement. And He's he, the biggest pastor in all of China. And he says, yeah, and he said um, that the the crackdowns and the police were the, were the best spreaders of the gospel. And they said, how, why? Because when you're not persecuting us, our church doesn't grow as fast. And when you're persecuting us, our church grows. And in this intense persecution, so you have to smuggle in Bibles still. I don't think you have to smuggle them in anymore because all our Bibles are printed in China. Actually, you can. there are Bibles that are printed in Chinese for the Chinese, and it is legal yeah. right now. So now. The Bibles, Alice, you remember this, not very long ago, <laughs> our entire lives, we were smuggling Bibles into yes, right. China because yes. they were illegal. So right. they've gotten to the point now, and I, I don't know, I think it's because the church has grown so much right. there in China that they do have a, a few printers of Chinese Bibles that they are allowed to have. Yeah. So this church has grown. And what's amazing about it is that it's 70% of this church is women. And in, in part of this documentary, you see the, the major pastor in, the, in all of uh, China talk about the women in ministry and how the church wouldn't be the church without the women in ministry. Mm. And you begin to see, wait a minute. So these women in China 
are spreading the gospel to millions of people, getting millions, introducing millions of people to Jesus Christ, becoming mm. missionaries, and mm. then we've got a we've got this Westernized version of church that says women shouldn't preach, mm. and you know I was I told you guys I've I follow some people that I really enjoy because they are big homesteaders, they're big on uh, Christians and government and all these things. And I had gone back and forth to, um, it, with feminism, it's taken it so far to the left mm -hmm. that women don't have a place in the church because it's in this, in this pendulum that's swinging back from feminism, men are rising up wanting to be men again, but in, in doing it, they're silencing women. And uh, all the stuff that we've covered with Phoebe and Chloe and Junia and Deborah, they have a counter argument for that. Yes. And um, it's, it's not sound and it's not solid. Mm. And it's, it's not solid because what is the fruit? And so before we get into playing um, some of the video, because you guys are not going to want to miss, mm. hang with us because when you see the video of the women ministry in China, you'll say, wait, that's God. Mm -hmm. Okay. When you see the, the, the handwriting, when you see the signature of God, like he puts his signature on it, he puts his stamp on it. Everybody who, who is a Christian can see the stamp of God. Amen. You can say, oh my gosh, that's God. Right. Mm -hmm. When you see it, you say that's God. So then we have to rework things that, that maybe don't line up when we see the fruit of something that is totally God. Well, that's why God made it very clear that we would be able to know them by their fruit right exactly that that is a, a to me it's delineating that 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 sentence right there you will know them by their fruit it's it literally is that simple so are, you were going to want to lead in prayer yeah so um i was actually going to see if you um alice this week had some opening thoughts uh on 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 the topics that we're going to kind of cover today Yes. Well, I, I was sharing with you both uh, being very troubled and, and excited and uh, wanting to know what was at the heart of what is going on in China, because it's uh, very concerning. I'm concerned about their protection, their lives. We know that the CCP could just mow people over. And that's that's the truth of it. We've all seen the internment camps. Mm -hmm. um, we've seen the lockdowns. We've seen even prior to the fire. We saw some other pictures of, of the Chinese being locked in their apartment complexes yeah. without food. And uh, so so this has been a long time coming. And it could be, it could very well be the end of the CCP as we know it, or it could be World War III, uh, maybe a little bit of both. But when I read your notes and saw that this is really the fruit of a 20-year revival in China, that just witnessed to my heart, it gave me peace it doesn't alleviate my um, concerns for the protection of these people. I think we still need to uh, be in intercession for them. Absolutely. But now this makes sense to me. Now this is something that I can lean in and say, okay, Lord, um, you know, come hell or high water, give me, give me liberty or give me death. Yeah. So, so on that subject, and I am not surprised to hear that 70% of the underground church <laughs> is, is led by women. Um, but I think we're going to come out with something so balanced. Both of you women and your followers know that you, this is a place of reason. This is a place of wisdom. The resistance yeah. chicks and everything you do is based 
on the Holy Spirit and based on the Word of God. And um, if you've been following our, the, these broadcasts about this subject, there really has been the fruit of joy. Yes. In and, the, and like you said, the fruit of the Spirit, what, what's the fruit in this? And uh, let that be the judge. It, 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 you're you're going to sense a lightness, a freedom, Amen. a liberty in, in our conversation. No, that's so good, Alice. And would you open us uh, kind of in prayer in this conversation that God would lead it where he would have us take it? Absolutely. Father, Father God, who is spirit, who breathes life by your Holy Spirit into man, into women, into all of creation. You spoke creation into existence, but you breathed into your creation made in your image. Mm. We pray that this conversation tonight will be broken and blessed and used somehow, some way, Lord, in your providence, in your power and by your direction this will be used to restore anything that needs to be restored for the understanding of people's minds to come back to the beginning, to come back to the very heart of the Father, the very heart of your purpose of why you created male, female. Mm. What was your destiny? What is your destiny that back then? And what is your destiny now? after Calvary, after the resurrection, after Pentecost, in the age of the church, Father, whatever be done tonight, just let it be uh, anointed by your liberating spirit. Where the spirit of the Lord mm. is, there is liberty. So good. That's so good. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So so I actually want to start with the the negative, not the negative, but the, the counter argument. And I do believe this was a, a counter argument to uh, a post that I had made about our uh, our show. And so the, the question is, and I would reframe the question, uh, the, their question that their premise that they start with is, can women be pastors? Um, I would say, I don't need to be a pastor. Just let me, I'm going to be a minister. I don't need to be a pastor. I don't need to lead a church. I'm fine. Okay, let me, I, I, the, the, the modern pastor with the guy at the front leading a whole bunch of people, that's a hard job. Don't want it. Don't think most people need it. Don't and, think men should have it. And I don't even think it's a biblical the, form of the, the body of Christ, the not, way it's supposed to be. Right. Okay, so yeah, a man might need to do that job that you have created. <laughs> <laughs> that's really good. Okay, because we're yeah. going to go back, and this is why we're going back to China, Okay. Because they, right now, are almost a time machine to mm. what the early church would have looked like. Because, because the modern the church, where you're going, and, and Tom says this all the time, uh, mm -hmm. the modern church where you got one guy at the front, you know, mm -hmm. laying down the smack on everybody else, and everybody else going home. Don't forget the coffee and popcorn and cotton candy. Right. Yeah. Well, that was entered later. Okay. <laughs> You've always had 2,000 years of a guy giving a sermon and everybody else going home. Like, it's, that's, but that's not the New Testament. Well, it's so, not been for 2,000 years. Yeah. Well, kind of. Well, yeah, the Catholic Church took over. Yeah, they, well, you're right. Yeah, that's right. right. One that's guy true. took over. So, yeah. um, I want to, I'm, I'm going to read off this guy's thread and, and we can knock them off one by one, or we can kind of go into the Chinese thing and just kind of, here's, 
Because a lot of people, you guys might not know, maybe you're new to Christianity. A lot of you guys who watch our show, you don't go to church and it's, it's much easier for you. Okay? <laughs> um, because you say. haven't been brainwashed by, by, by the ways of, of people who mm -hmm. say, this is the way I'm going to do this thing. Like setting up a store and the store manager puts all this thing and then, and then you think that's the way it has to be. Okay, because they are doing it, but it's not biblical. So if you guys don't know this, for the past, you know, about 1,500 years, it's been very difficult for, for women to minister because there has been, um, you know, in order for the Catholic Church to have control over the people, they set up one guy, one guy's the head, the head's the pope. And, and this should actually liberate all people. Not mm. just women, but yeah. even men, and uh, uh, to yeah. to be ministers, to be whatever it is that God's called you to be. You don't need to look to one person. Uh, you don't need a covering of another person. You you just need Jesus. It's very simple. So here are some of the the counter arguments to what we've been talking about, to why we've been talking about it to begin with. So uh, this is what they say, uh, and this is from Smash Bales, B A A L S, on uh, Twitter here. Uh, requirements for the office of elder overseer are detailed in 1 Timothy 3 and for, uh, Titus 1, both requiring, both require those holding the office to be men, as they say, husband of one wife, which is only possible for men. However, uh, not just any man can hold the office, uh, as there are other requirements. And I would say to that simply, okay, um, he must be the husband of one wife. I guess Paul is disqualified. Hmm. So single men can't be ministers either because the way this is where this is how their logic if you start to have a conversation about yeah. the logic the logic is he he must not be in a polygamous marriage. Hmm. Yeah. Husband of one wife. Right. It's not right. he must be a husband it can't mean that he's, he must be a husband because yeah. Paul says Paul says it's actually better to be single. Mm -hmm. And he says, you know, me and Barnabas, why can't we go take a wife like Peter? <laughs> okay? This doesn't seem fair. Okay? I'm telling you guys. But Paul wrote this. So why would Paul write to Timothy, husband of one wife, when he himself is single? Alice, what do you say? What say you? <laughs> well, I, I, you know, that's an excellent point. I, I think that, um, and it's a valid question. You know, it does seem to read into uh, that kind of requirement um, but yeah, you, you, you know, you also, with the other letters that Paul wrote to Timothy, you have to say, okay, what is the context? What is the church? What is the situation? Are they talking about, um, you know, other things, other issues that they might've been, you know, having to establish, uh, you know, monogamous relationships? Yeah. Uh, is it, is it a restrictive command or is it an instructive command of of what a married couple ought to look like what a healthy relationship ought to look like um certainly it's not restrictive because we have these other examples in right, the word exactly. God where paul is certainly using women in his ministry championing championing them mm -hmm. and honoring them and really instructing these churches to receive them as gifts, as we see with right. the case of, um, it's Phoebe in the book of Romans, I believe that that actually brought that uh, book to the churches, to the church of Rome. Right. Uh, we talked, we discussed that in our other episodes. So there must be something um, there 
that we can look at and and not dismiss this the the um the subject matter because it is very good healthy whole instruction but is it limiting is its cause to limit women right exactly I so, don't think so. Yeah, exactly. And then it's and then he goes on to say, and rule his household well. Well, Paul didn't have, from what we know, he he wasn't a father. He didn't have any kids, right? And he didn't have any kids to rule in his household, right? Uh, and it's so, a very valid thing to say to a man to a husband. Hmm. They need to hear that. Yeah, instruction to a man that 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 this is what you're looking for. It, you know, this is the requirement. This is the litmus test hmm. of a man of God. Yeah, exactly. All right. So uh, he goes on to say, just uh, a woman, just a woman may feel like she has a gift of preaching, but is not qualified to be an elder because of her sex. An arrogant man would be unqualified as well. So to the office of deacon is explicitly for men, as Paul says, deacons like likewise must be men of dignity. Once again, while being a man is one qualifying aspect of the office of deacon, it is not only one. Not only that it has been established that the clear requirements of qualifications of elders and deacons in scriptures includes that they must uh, all be men. Uh, we will look at some of the less clear text egalitarians. That's what they call us. Uh, I don't I don't call myself anything. I just love Jesus. So you guys can do your own. Put yourself in your own boxes. Um, provide to contradict these requirements. He says, I'm no Greek or Hebrew scholar, which is not a good place to start off by saying I'm, I'm going to I'm going to interpret Greek for you, but I'm not a scholar. So I will be and, and using um, a, a book called Masculine Christianity. OK, so here we have a person who's getting this from this book and he's just putting this down as this guy said. Right. So Alice and I and Michelle have done our own research. OK, and I, you know, while books are fantastic, we have scoured all kinds of resources and we're not just we don't just quote back to you things that somebody else wrote. OK, no. we are coming to you. If somebody writes something, we're going to bring it to you. But it's, it's through prayer, it's through understanding that God has already is confirming things that he's already shown us in his word that makes sense. So anyways, in Junia, he says these are these are some of the counter arguments to what we brought to you guys so junia is mentioned in romans 16 7 and and the way it's interpretation isn't it alice mm -hmm. junia my kingsman and my fellow prisoners and it doesn't even say the person before that okay because right. it's a dude okay uh my he's quoting my kingsman and my fellow prisoners they are well known among the impossible apostles he says Junia is the accusative form, and it's unclear if it is male Junius or female Junia. There is no male form. Correct. Okay? It is only female, so stop with it. Okay? And it didn't come about. The cool thing about Junia, and, and these people are the, the historical, the, the historical uh, jumping through hoops that these guys have to go through to, 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 to make it their narrative is, is insane. Right. Because Junia was known as an apostle. In the early church, there are drawings, there are pictures, there are writings. Yes. Of Junia. Okay? This is, it's like denying that Jesus existed. Here it comes. Yeah. And yeah. it wasn't until the third, in 1300, that they changed Junia to Junia, to, to maybe a male. And it mm -hmm. was in a, it was in the Catholic church because they wanted the, the, the strong, um, I don't even like using the word patriarchy, but the strong Catholic church control over the mind. Oh, wait, you guys, there's a female name in here. Okay. Right. And why did they change it? Because if it was just a regular old person in there, there's female names all the way through. Yeah. Because she was an apostle. Yeah. She was of note. Mm -hmm. 
-hmm. among the apostles. Was it because she didn't speak? And the question is, what they don't also put in here is she went to prison. Mm -hmm. Tell me, Alice, why <laughs> would you go to prison unless you were preaching the gospel? Tell me. <laughs> I, I don't know. Maybe maybe you make a really mean sandwich or <laughs> clean in toilets or, or somehow, some way in children's church. I mean, I'm being a little facetious, but... Uh, the Romans didn't want you cleaning them toilets and making them sandwiches. I guess they just put you in jail. That's right. And you know what? Truth be told, we would be so happy with that. Yeah. We're happy doing that. I like to, I do. I actually like to do that kind of stuff. Me too. We do. We, I love serving people and, and doing those things. So it's not, it's not coming out of the desire to have the preeminence among people or to have a title. That, that's know. not it. It's freedom. But Satan has worked very hard to convince men that women are to be feared and suppressed. Mm. And frankly, he's done a great job recruiting men to keep this war on women going. <laughs> That's really good. So let, let's get to the root of that. I think you're, I know you are onto something with this church in China and you're going to make this side-by-side -side comparison of what's going on in America right now, or maybe a, a better description is what's, what's not, not going, going on. <laughs> yeah. And what is going on in China? Right. Do you so, think, yeah. so, wait, I just want to read the rest of that scripture real quick for everybody. Just so you can, why don't you put yourself in the mind of Paul who's writing this? Just think about it. Let's just do some logical thinking. Salute Andronicus and Junia, my fellow kinsmen, my fellow workers, my co-workers in Christ, okay? Mm -hmm. And my fellow prisoners who are of note among the apostles who were also in Christ before me. Wow. How is that to be taken other than, Wow. This this person, uh, she is of note of yeah. the apostles. She was put in prison for the gospel. She was a minister of the gospel. We are Wait, hang on. So there's a lot of Junes, the name June, right? But there aren't any Junias. I've never met one. I had never heard of the name until we were doing this. Obviously, when I was reading it in the Bible, I, I must have assumed it was a male name as well all these years, right? Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. usually we name, I would. I want to see and I want to make a non-prophetic but rather prediction that as we tear down these walls, not just the resistance chicks, but I think that the body of Christ is going to take this, that you're going to see a lot more Junias named oh, with with you know baby girls being born like there was a lot of jones when when it, you know through joan of arc and all of that like we need to see a lot more junias because then it will have people be doing the research who was there's it's laughable it is that it really we, is. It's, it's interesting we named our daughter we picked the name of our daughter we knew once we had a daughter she was going to be lydia the first oh, wow. in, in Europe, the, the seller of purple. Yeah. And mm. She obviously was very key to spreading that gospel. Yes. In Europe. Otherwise, Paul would have just skipped right over. Yeah. Yeah. Gone to the, the male person that, that was responsible for having this church and opening up all of Europe to the gospel. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. All right, so let's move on here a little bit to this, uh, this contradictions to our, our words here. Um, let's see. Considering Jesus only appointed men, there is significant burden on those who claim Junia is a woman apostle, and that burden is not met. Okay. 
Uh, they don't think that they're, they, these particular people don't believe that God creates uh, new apostles, that the 12 disciples were the original apostles and then Paul, uh, which is very interesting because then I guess you have Apollo, he's an apostle. Um, but Paul just said of Junia that he was, she was of note among the apostles. Before him. Well, and she was, he, she was in Christ before him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So then I, I'm going to get back to that in a second. So it goes on to Phoebe. Phoebe is called a deacon of the church uh, in Romans 16. So then they try to break it down and, and reverse the way deacon is read. Uh, this would require the word deacon to refer to the official office, while deacon can merely mean servant or minister. Timothy and uh, Epaphras are described uh, with the word deacon, yet none are uh, known as holding the office of deacon. The claim that since the specific church was mentioned means she had to hold the office is not conclusive. It's best to use the clear text to interpret the unclear ones. It would not make sense for Paul to outline the requirements to include men and then say a woman held the office elsewhere when the word can merely mean servant which seems to be the most likely with Phoebe. And that's their way of just kind of brushing Phoebe aside, not to mention the fact that they don't mention at all. She's carrying Romans, the, the book of Romans. Anybody who carries the book, Alice, go ahead, tell everybody. Uh, you, you carried that letter of Paul. If you were a carrier of Paul's letter, you stood before that congregation. The congregation would take the letter read it, digest it, and then bring forth questions or need, any need of clarification to the runner of that letter. So Phoebe, who ran that book of Romans, stood in front of that church and they brought forth questions and she was the one to answer them. But that was that was the role that, that she had. So, um, you know, unfortunately, a lot of denominationalism, a lot of this fear, uh, and, and these things that the enemy has sewed in, you know, really what you don't want to be, brothers and sisters, but particularly brothers in Christ, you don't want to be the church of the asterisk. Oh, that's really good. You really don't want to be the church of the fine print. Mm. The, um, the tertiary gospel. You really don't want to do that. You really want to look at things for face value um, and and see beyond these these you know in, in addition to these these letters these passages you want to look at also the practical the actual thing that was that was going on that was Paul's real life and I think that that I don't think that is just undeniable right. uh, and if you want to put an asterisk by, by Phoebe's name, by Junia's name, I just think um, you're going to miss an incredible blessing. Yeah. You're going to true. really miss, there's going to be a sorrow yeah. in, in your future uh, because you're going to miss something amazing. You're going to, the, 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 the partnership that God has planned for us, because really, ladies, freedom, the fruit of freedom is partnership. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And then going to talking about Phoebe, it, it's Paul says, do whatever she tells you to do. Wow. Okay, do whatever she asks of you. So wait a minute. Sounds like she is like to lead the Roman church when she goes there, which mm -hmm. has men in it. 
do whatever she asks of you so this is a conversation so you're going into like a business and you're having a conversation and and you and you bring in um you know so you know somebody's the manager of the store and you're like do whatever the manager says and they okay. and everybody has to do what this person says mm. the point is i don't care about your your stupid pastorate i don't even care about your your titles through i don't care i don't care take your stupid deacon thing whatever okay mm -hmm. she was told to lead mm. Mm. Mm -hmm. she was told to lead a bunch mm -hmm. of, and she was she was obviously commissioned let's use common sense with this letter and we all know that if you're commissioned with the letter paul sends her trust this woman with the letter not just to hand it to a man he the whole point of rome romans is as he's writing this he said you guys got to take phoebe and do whatever she tells you to because she's got this letter and she anybody who had the letter would explain what the person meant and i want to jump in here uh because we are going to get to the the chinese church and i know a lot of you are very eager to hear about that but if you haven't been tuning in and even if you have the past three episodes it's really important to mount the not even the case we're gonna we're gonna show you the case but mount their case why are we doing these episodes like leah said if you're not in the church you may you you clearly watch resistance chicks and we clearly bring the gospel and we clearly preach and minister on our show so you whoever's watching you already don't have a problem receiving words from god and being ministered to by females so you're already okay all right but you need to know why are you okay with it? You're judging by fruit, but mm -hmm. you also need to understand what a lot of women in our society are going through. Because as Leah said very clearly in the description of today's show, like Alice pointed out that Leah is going to make this, this kind of parallel comparison. Why is the gospel expanding so rapidly in China and not as rapidly as it has in the past in the United States, but really as rapidly as we all know in our gut, it should just by reading scripture. Yeah. There's no reason with millions and millions of Christians and this being a Christian nation that we shouldn't already have the kingdom of God expanded to the point where every single congressman and, and senator and person of office is filled with the Holy Ghost, baptized, speaking in tongues, laying hands on the sick while they're writing laws that go before congress like that's where the nation right. should be when you have the kind of revival that we should have based on the numbers that we have right. where is the hiccup there are a few i believe this is one of them right okay so we're gonna move on to the, he breaks down priscilla now so mm. aquila and priscilla they were a husband and wife team and they taught both paul and apollo am i mm. correct am i I'm right yeah okay so priscilla and this is what they say there are women who are quote fellow workers with paul i'm wondering what this fellow worker they don't really describe it. I don't like that part. Um, because would you... Hey, dudes. How would you describe a fellow worker that you're working with? Mm. Would you describe it as somebody who doesn't talk? Somebody who doesn't preach? Somebody who doesn't teach? They, we're or, talking or, about or fellow workers in the authority. gospel. Mm -hmm. Or carry some sort of authority. You can't get to Paul all the time. Right. Yeah. You exactly. Know, I, I'm an executive director. I, I can't answer every call. Right. Somebody's going to have to. I instruct my staff. To, to in many instances speak for me wow yeah it's kind of like a a pro a pro-life um it's kind of a a, a, a pro-life facility where you work at do you guys have men there that work with you oh we do yes That's we awesome. have male, male facilitators and we have male board members yes it's a partnership it's awesome okay so with paul uh such as um 
There are many, there are women who are, quote, fellow workers with Paul, such as Priscilla, but one can't conclude these were apostles or that such women performed apostle-like tasks. I don't care. Take your apostle-like tasks. Whatever you think your apostle-like task is. Okay, I don't care. Um, there were many women who aided Paul in his work, and he was praising them for their godly actions. Okay, mm -hmm. what were those godly actions? Right. What do you think? What do you, what, why? why? You're, no, you're, no. This is not making sense. It's not making sense because if, if Paul's main purpose and calling, according to his own words, is to preach Christ and him crucified. This fellow workers, it's <laughs> pretty obvious that the fellow workers... I'm a blacksmith and I have a fellow blacksmith, but the smell of fellow blacksmith never lifts a hammer. Right. <laughs> But even if they never lifted a hammer, any work that they would be doing would be blacksmithing. Even if they're handing, like, this, that's the thing. They're trying to, like, say, well, I'm the surgeon, and you're just the nurse that hands me the scalpel and all of this, that, and the other. That's not exactly no, what's being portrayed here. he says that Priscilla and Aquila pulled aside Apollo and pulled Apollo, Apollo aside. Here, what they don't, did they leave out? Is yeah. that Priscilla made known the way of God more clear to Paul? Yes, she did. That's very clear. It's very, very clear. <laughs> <laughs> you can't get more clear than that. You can't get more clear than that. Now, there is the argument that they make that at, at that point, you have the people that enter, well, but we have Tom and Alice. And so Alice is underneath of the umbrella of Tom. And so Priscilla was underneath the umbrella of Aquila. And so then in that, as long as they're ministering together, then I guess it's you okay. You know what's funny is that Paul never mentions that there was a hierarchy there that I learned more from Apollo, or, um, uh, Aquila than Priscilla. Yeah, exactly. There's a lot of dancing that has to go around to make yeah, this work. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of rules and asterisks and fine print and complications that I think a lot of these uh, people that think along these lines, you know, you're, you're reading these letters, these, these memos going back and forth from the apostles to, to these churches and, and they're full of instruction, they're full of truth. Um, a lot of the activity of the gospel, again, we went back to, let's go to the gospels and just look at Jesus. Yes. This is perfect theology. Amen. So then he goes and, on to, oh, go ahead. No, no. And, and you see in uh, the Gospels right away, the beginning, especially in the book of Luke, where uh, Mary steps into God's will. And the angel goes to Mary. Mary, you're going to do this amazing thing that's not going to include Joseph's. It's going to be the Holy Spirit's coming upon you. Yeah. And, the, the you know, the angel Gabriel didn't go to her dad, didn't go to her mom, didn't go to Joseph. The Such angel went point. right to Mary. Such and here point. in this young virgin was the answer to the seed of the solution to all of humanity's problem was yeah. inside this woman. And yet, you know, okay, did, could Mary have done it alone without jo Joseph? Absolutely not. Mary needed Joseph. Joseph needed Mary. So for every Mary, there needs to be a Joseph. Mm. Not so much in marriage, but it speaks about just that partnership in the kingdom of God. Right. We're not looking for 
oh, I, we don't need you men and we're going to do this. No, we're just looking to be, again, the fruit of equality is partnership. Ooh, that's really good. That is really good. All right, the last one I want to hit on and, we're, and, and we'll move on from there, from the prosecution here. Um, <laughs> uh, he goes on to, to, to rip apart Deborah, which I find incredibly sad because in this, in this guy's book, I wonder at what point do you champion women for the things that they have done? Instead yeah. of degrading them for the things that they that you perceive that they just weren't, yeah, buts, the yeah, buts, right? And why is it just as a complete anecdotal aside? Why is it with this Christian masculinity book or whatever? Why do it? Why do you have to degrade the role that women have played in the Bible in order for you to feel masculine? And to have some sort of Christian masculinity, that's a crutch. You should be able to preach Christian masculinity without tearing down women and pulling them from the position that God's clearly put them in. Yeah. I mean, that's what I'm thinking. Exactly. So with Deborah, he says, like, <laughs> this is hilarious to me. Um, he says, uh, prophets and priests in the Old Testament. There are no examples of female priests in the Old Testament. And there are only four. I love this. There are only four. Uh, for examples of uh, female prophets in the Old Testament, it's important uh, to first understand the difference between prophecy and preaching. Do you see that? You yeah. Can... Prophecy, okay, because we can see that the Bible says prophecy, but it's not preaching, so women can't preach. So stupid, but whatever. But, uh, but, the... but can you explain there? Because it kind of is. <laughs> the testimony of Jesus is it's the spirit good. of prophecy. But okay? prophecy is speaking the word of God in, in that moment. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's really prophecy good. itself differs from the authoritative task of, task of teaching and ruling as prophecy is a, is a, 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 re, a, a, a revealing gift where the prophet is the instrument through which God speaks his word to the church. This differs from public teaching where the teacher does not reveal but explains God's word. See, women can be a vessel for God, but don't you think that you can just think on your own? This is, that's, that is legit what yeah. he's saying. Okay. Boy, what did I tell you? It's so unhealthy. Yeah. It's just, and, and it opens up the door to uh, such discrimination and and really abuse. Yeah, don't explain it. You can't explain it. Yeah. Don't explain it. Okay? In Judges, God sent 12 judges to save and deliver uh, Israel, and all were men, except mm -hmm. for Deborah. However, Deborah is not described in the same way as the other men, as she did not serve as the military leader, which was the primary role of judges. Oh, and you know what he, what Deborah didn't do? Go and take Jezebel, or, or go and take, Be uh, what's her name? Bathsheba. No, no, no. J Samson. Oh. Delilah. Delilah. Go and take Delilah and make a bunch of mistakes and then have her eyes plucked out. Okay? So I'm thinking on the, on the level of things, she was probably more moral than Samson. So come on, don't, you don't get to compare like that. All right. For our non-Bible scholars, Samson was a judge, just yes. like Deborah. Yeah. So uh, is she, Deborah is not described in the same way as other men, as she did not serve as a military leader, which was the primary role of judges. Instead, Deborah urged Barak to fight, and it's Barak who is mentioned among the side, uh, uh, along the side of judges later in Scripture. Thus, Deborah is not a model for civil or ecclesiastical leadership for females. For female, further, before Barak went to the battle, he was told, "The honor shall not be yours, for the Lord uh, will sell Sisera into the hands of a woman." This is not a girl boss moment, but a judgment on Barak for needing a woman to go with him for courage when it was his duty to lead Israel in battle as a man. And yeah. Okay, I, here's the thing. This is where common sense comes in. Men fight physical battles. 
okay? <laughs> Duh. Okay, God states in Isaiah the evidence of his judgment is the removal of the mighty men and replacing them with women. Uh, some have since, uh, okay, so there, there's, there's his argument on, on Deborah. And so I actually talked to the Lord kind of as he spoke to me on a lot of this stuff. He said, Deborah and Barak have a song. Mm. And it is the express words of God, inspired word of God. Deborah's words mm. are just as scriptural mm. and doctrinal as David's Psalms. Mm. Amen. And so Amen. is she not, dear Alice, teaching yeah. millions? Yes. Yes. That you think about Mary when she mm. went to Elizabeth and the beautiful Magnificat that... Yes just rings so beautifully for eternity yes uh you know how jesus well jehovah mem memorialized faithful women in the old testament and mm. uh who is now the messiah and you see that carry along beautifully in in the new testament and in the gospels how he memorializes faithful women and honors them uh and you you don't I don't see Jesus limiting women in 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 their calling and uh, their destiny. You, you, sorry, you just don't see it. You see him do the opposite. That right. so radical that he probably was rattling the cage of the Pharisees because you know they wrote those three hundred extra laws that are not in the Word of God. You know that right. was the. Um, the Levitical law that they were so under that, that had right. all these, um, you know, well, women just ended up at the short end of the straw. Yeah. Let's say that. And, uh, Jesus definitely, uh, kicked over some sacred cows with that. Yeah. discipling mm -hmm. Mary, Lazarus brother, uh, there with, with, with men in the room right. together. That was never done. And we look at that as hindsight, like, Oh, like Jesus with the children and Jesus here at Martha and, Mary and Lazarus home, but we've got to realize that probably enraged a lot of people. Mm. And it might have it might have been part of that whole hatred thing that uh, the Pharisees had for him. Um, yeah. because they just woke up every morning and didn't they plant their feet on the ground? And thank God they were not born a woman. Yeah. <laughs> I know that is yeah, exactly. You know, um, I just wonder when when you when we're throwing out scriptures, the very first uh, scripture we hear about Deborah is in Judges, um, Judges, by the way, chapter four, verse four. Now, Deborah, a prophet, she was a wife, by the way, of Lapidoth, was leading Israel at the time. She held court under the palm of Deborah between Ramah and Bethel in the hill country of Ephraim. And the Israelites went up to her to have their disputes decided. I feel like these guys don't read the, the rest of the script, the previous scriptures. <laughs> no. Okay. Because she wasn't prophesying mm. to just, to, 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 um, to settle these disputes. Was she also Alice? though? It wasn't just about the war and the battle. No, it wasn't just about the war. She was leading Israel, leading and judging. Nation. She was leading the entire country. And what did God say? I would rather have had you stay in the line of judges than request a king. Mm. Because, okay. And so who knows? 
obviously God worked it all out and this was this was God's plan knew that they would request the king but God God chose Deborah to lead did she, she was leading the entire nation was she not Alice yeah that that's that's very clear um very very clear so you know really what we're talking about is just you know very similar to the civil rights movement in America mm. where uh, if you if you go to Lincoln real quick, there was a time where Lincoln did not believe freed black slaves could integrate into society. Mm. He did not believe it. He couldn't see it mm. until he met Frederick Frederick Douglass, Douglass mm. yeah, who was educated and successful and broke through those barriers, became a friend and a counselor to Abraham Lincoln. Then Lincoln's mind began to change. And then he could imagine, oh, instead of sending blacks back to Africa or sending them to Cuba, he began to think, oh, now I can see this. I can see this happening. But the test of all of this was, if they, were they going to allow free black men to fight in the Union Army and mm. give them a weapon? Yeah. Because without a weapon, without power, there's no freedom. Come on. Without power, there is no freedom. Come on. So men, you need to become emancipators. Absolutely. I really feel like the spirit of God is calling out. This is a civil rights movement. Yes, ma'am. And women have not nearly suffered, you know, the the um, the horrors of slavery. I'm right. just gonna I'm just gonna say that. Well, but, you know, I would say are, some have. Yes, because some it, men it, have treated their nation. wives as equal yes. to a slave and uh, yes. akin to to beating, uh, to yes. to sexual abuse, to yes. uh, using them as slaves and silencing them. But most women have not. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead, Alice. Finish your thought. So yeah, I hope I can remember my thought. Oh, sorry. Well, no, that's okay because I think we're getting to something where 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 women need to be emancipated and we're not looking to work apart from oh oh this is my point so so the hypocrites thought they'd get cute and say okay you're equal but separate mm -hmm. that was segregation mm -hmm. right oh sure you're equal but we're gonna put you in your group right you have your own whatever and hence the jim crow laws and segregation well my friend that is not freedom that is not equality no right uh, you 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 are to be in partnership with one another, yeah. equally valuing one another, yeah. mutual respect, mutual value. Mm. And I don't. We we have a long way to go. Yeah, America, isn't yeah. it something where we shed shed blood for this? Yeah, yeah. In our nation, you think we would get it and say, "Oh my goodness, unborn children." There yeah. you go. There it is. And and you think the church would say, oh, yeah, we're, we're being pretty hypocritical here. Okay, mm -hmm. women, you can have your women's ministry. And you can hold office and you can teach one another. Separate but equal. Oh, My friends, really that is not Bible and that is not freedom. Yeah. Partnership is freedom. Amen. And partnership is equality. No, I think that's a really great um, segue into our first clip here yeah. on um, the, the, the growing church in China and how women have played a huge role in the expanding of the gospel, which we all want. 
right? Absolutely. That's... Now, let me make sure I've got the, Leah, is this the right, we want to do, hang on, this one first, right? Yep. Uh, at minute nine, and mm -hmm. then let me share for Alice so that she can see it too. Hang on a minute. I'm excited to watch this. <laughs> yeah, it's so good. All right, Alice, can you see it on your end? I can see it. All right, here we go.外边的弟兄们到中间讲你们要开着团队服饰我说什么叫团队服饰我很多人在一块被拆派打发我说我们就是说你们就是谁教导的我说没有人教导他们没教导为什么这么想起来开始我没有想起来我是神的手带领我们
有两个箱的教会军，带了非常多的，不但单是复兴军培训，每个箱每个箱的培训同工会，有时候办些大布道会，有时唱歌会、祷告会都建立起来，天天几乎就是很忙。Women are continually being used by God to fuel this revival. Special women like Xiao Min. Xiao Min is born in our church. At that time, he thought he could sing with us. He didn't realize that today he would go to the heavens and become the greatest preacher of the world. Xiao Min is the voice of the house church. The Chinese don't sing Western hymns or translated praise songs. They sing their own songs, born from persecution and trial. This whole entire songbook is made of songs that the Holy Spirit gave to a Chinese peasant group. Pastor Zhang said that his hometown is like Nazareth, and what good could ever come out of Nazareth? But this seemingly insignificant rural farming community was the epicenter for revival. And if you walk up to any house in the countryside here, you'll see red on all of the doorposts, like the Jews at Passover, and crosses are on every home. And just down the road from Fangchang. Right, we'll pause that one because we've got more clips um, to come back to. We've got another one that we're going to show you guys here. But uh, so that's Alice so thoughts, powerful. Thoughts on that? Of well, first of all, I'm so convicted. Uh, <laughs> I'm so humbled, and I could just break. I could just cry. This is this is like watching. Uh, what is the book of Acts? Twenty-nine chapters, twenty-eight mm -hmm. chapters. Well, the the, the twenty-ninth or the thirtieth. <laughs> you know, um, sold out, fearless. Um, you know, like that dedication that Paul has. If, if it cost me my life, so be it. You know, you heard the words of the woman. Um, the, it has to be the way of suffering for for God to move. Mm -hmm. The the one word that came to that I heard, that stood out to me in the beginning of 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 that video, was the word birth. Mm. When that man begins to tell the genesis of of China's revival, what's going on now? He started with the word birth. And the birthing of networks, and it, this very natural thing that God has caused women to experience—why would He not use that mm. to to birth something? Okay, Alice, I have to tell you something. So when you have three people in a show, um, you don't always say everything. You've got all these thoughts as you're listening, and sometimes <laughs> you—it happens to me every single time we do a show. There's a lot of thoughts that I have that never get spoken out, just because of time constraints and and just how the things, the different things flow. But earlier in the show, I kept thinking I wanted to speak, and I'm glad that I didn't because I wanted to be able to have this confirmation. I kept thinking, but women give birth. 
And when we are given the comparison of, of, of the church, how, how we are the bride and, 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 and Christ is the groom, what happens is the women give birth. It's always the women that are giving the birth. And I, and I kept wanting to kind of emphasize that. And so the fact that you got that word is just, I'm just like, it's so, I'm sitting here in awe of God that we both so, got the exact same word. I started for that today. clip with the pastor, the main pastor over all the church in China. And he and immediately he goes into mm -hmm. but I want you to see my girls. I want you to know these are my fellow laborers and I want wow, you to know who like these women are. Yeah. I want you to know and the anointing on them and and it wasn't it wasn't like men versus women. It was like, I want yeah. you to see, I want you to see my girl. I want you to see what yeah. we've been doing as a team. Exactly. He literally, so what I saw when I watched this, I said, I saw Paul, I was like, I saw Paul and his fellow co co-workers. So we're going to, we need to do that parallel because this guy is Paul and they are not constrained by our stupid westernized, whatever men have to be, whatever, whatever, whatever. You saw the early church. You saw men get up to speak. You saw men get up to lead. You saw yeah. women get up to speak. You got women yeah. that get up to lead. Yeah. Women are called. You saw all those women. The, the, the church in China is 70% women. It is wow. mostly women because the men in China see uh, church leadership as a dishonor. And not mm. an honorable thing wow. to do. Okay. We have a hundred million Christians in China right now. At least, yes. So mm. at 70%, because I had the numbers wrong when I was talking to Alice, I was I had it at a million. So at a hundred million, seventy million Christians are women in China so right in now. So in these churches, for every, you know, seven women, there's three guys. You know, and you know, kind of hard to find a, a Christian dude. And logic, <laughs> and, and honestly, I've seen men make this argument, which is so stupid. Okay, so yeah, uh, if in, in China or in other places where the gospel isn't, uh, a woman can lead a man to Jesus, but then he needs to come and be the leader. But then, according to your to your Timothy chapter three, he says he shouldn't be a novice. So then mm -hmm. what are you going to do? So now we're doing backflips and we're playing twister and your right hand's on red and your and your your right your your left hand's on yellow and your foot's on blue and you're and you're trying to go to green with um I'm going to keep bringing you scriptures and you're going to fall down. And one of us your scriptures and my scriptures are both scriptures. Okay? That's right. Mhm. Mm but what is the fruit of yours? Yeah. And what is the fruit of mine? Mhm. Mm Straining okay? out a gnat and swallowing a camel. Uh, it's it's the spirit of the Pharisee mm. uh, when when you think about it. Isn't God funny? I'm <laughs> here thinking. Look at how the CCP tried to eliminate women. They'll kill a baby in the womb That's when right. they find out that it's a wow. woman. Come on! That didn't even enter my mind. No! So yeah. during this time of the one-child policy, Mm -hmm. Thank you, Jesus. Jesus himself was saying, you're killing off because because mm -hmm. of the one child policy, men were more honored. And if and, and because of abortion, if you found out that you were having a girl or even if you had the girl, there might. Uh, I think we have a two child policy now, but they, that's very new. I know it is. OK. Very new. And so if you can do a sonogram and see if it's a it's a it's a girl, they would they would abort the girl. And so yes. there's actually a girl shortage in China, a woman so shortage. So the fact that the gospel is and God, spreading. And so God, talk about that. As a, as a, a pregnancy it, center no, it director. Of, it reminds me of this. <laughs> <laughs> How God astounds us 
he surprises us in the most amazing, humble ways. And I tell you, the ones that have the faith to receive it, mm. because he doesn't, God doesn't color in our, inside our little lines. Sorry, he's God and he's yeah. allowed to use anything in anyone. Mm. And, uh, we we just I just again I'm calling on the men to be emancipators tonight. Mm, that's so good. You know when, when the angel comes to Mary, mm -hmm. he he's talking to her as a human being yeah. with full capabilities of making a decision for herself. Yep. And saying, "Are you ready for this? Do you yes. okay?" And and she chooses to mm -hmm. obey God. To, to carry mm -hmm. the son of God. And then what you were talking about in uh, Mary's song um, mm -hmm. in Luke chapter one, mm -hmm. this is it, it, both Mary and Elizabeth are now in scripture. So we have to recognize how are scriptures written down? So, so Luke is mm -hmm. having a conversation with Elizabeth, um, having, I'm sure having a conversation with, with Mary afterwards. Mm -hmm. And he's gathering as a, a kind of a journalist and taking their account. Yeah. They're teaching Luke something. Oh, <laughs> yes, they are. Wow. Can we not use common sense? They legit are teaching. They Here's the thing. Nobody was in the room with Mary and Elizabeth when they That's had right. this thing from God come on them. So right. they had to go and teach it to yeah. men. And then this teaching became what? Mm. The word of God, it became gospel, mm. it became doctrine. Um, and so mm. I, I want to just kind of go over this a little bit so people know what is what is this song I'm talking about. So uh, mm. Elizabeth had it, had John the Baptist uh, at an older age. God loves to do this older age thing. God uh, loves to do that. Yeah. Just speaking that out right yeah, now. He loves, to, he loves to make himself awesome. <laughs> right. Uh, so Mary arose in those days and went into the hill country with haste, the city of Judah, and entered the house of Zacharias and greeted Elizabeth. And as it happened, when Elizabeth heard the greeting of Mary, that the baby leapt in her womb and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit, then she spoke out loud the voice and said, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. So, dear Catholics who say that like 500 times a day, okay, mm -hmm. you're literally quoting scripture from a woman who right. taught you something. Okay? Yeah. But why is it uh, granted to me that the mother of my Lord should come to me? For indeed, as soon as the voice of your greeting sounded in my ears, the babe leapt in my womb uh, for joy. Blessed is she who believed, for there will be a fulfillment of those things which were told to her from the Lord. So she's she's teaching Mary something. She's yeah. teaching us something. She's preaching. Mm -hmm. She's prophesying. Okay, they have this whole big preaching thing. You can't preach, but you can kind of prophesy, but prophesying is over, so you can't do anything. And then mm -hmm. the Mary says, My soul magnifies the Lord. My spirit has rejoiced in God my Savior, for he has regarded the lowly state of his maidservant. From uh, behold, henceforth, all generations will call me blessed. Mm -hmm. That's doctrine. That's scripture. Yes. And Catholics, you take that as scripture. A woman taught you something. Okay, and maybe that's why they venerate just Mary. I don't know. Uh, for he who is mighty has done great things for me, and is whole and, and holy is his name, and his mercy is on those who fear him from generation to generation. She's teaching us something. Is this scripture here? Is this the scripture just for women to read? Because according to the men, women can't teach men anything. Okay, uh, he has shown but strength. One could be say one could say that this was prophetic. I would caution you to read this slowly. Yes. 
it is prophecy but it is also a teaching and that and goes back to what alice said earlier are they separate clearly not he has I, filled the hungry with good things. This is called having the Holy Spirit come on you and exemplatory saying things. Um, and so, obviously, here's, here's, here's the thing. Okay, you had a prophecy. Then you had to go teach that prophecy as the word of God to a bunch of men who took it and said, Wow, that's God. I'm going to write that down. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to tell the whole world about it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, because even if that is a prophecy... Okay, she had to go and teach that prophecy to someone else, mm -hmm. and she had and in teaching it, I'm sure she preached it too. Okay, because yep. there's no way. Well, and let's go back to the part of the song where she says, um, "For um, he has uh, the lowly state of oh, he's regarded the lowly state of his maidservant." Yeah. You know, when we look throughout Scripture, the entire Bible. Mm. What does God always do? Goes to the lowly. Yeah. We've got David who's out with the sheep. We've got Mary, a lowly maidservant. It's, it's consistent. Joseph. Suffer the little children to come to me. We've got Joseph who's the least. So if we see consistently that God always wants to use the least of these, if I'm a dude of the Reformed theology, I better I would be stopping and going, whoa, 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 whoa. If I get too high and mighty in my britches, maybe God's not going to use me because I am trying to do these things in my own strength where we see consistently through the word of God that he yep. raises up the lowly. We go back to, to Deborah, and I love talking about Deborah. Um, my favorite. Can I interject one thing? Yeah. Can I add to your list? An unborn fetus was the first one to recognize the embryo of Jesus. Thank you. Again, the lowliest of lowly. Preborn right? children. Yeah. It's it's all there. It's all there it in is. that Christmas story, isn't it? It is. It. No, I love that so much. Um, but the other part of Deborah is the story of JL where she mm -hmm. takes that, that tent yeah. uh, stake and, and hammers it through the, um, the temple of the, what was his name? The bad guy. Sisera. Yeah. Something like that. And again, she will be venerated throughout history. We see Rahab literally delivered mm -hmm. pretty much all of Israel to, yeah. um, to be able to conquer Jericho, okay? And then and it said that she, she will be known. It's a very righteous lie, by the way. Okay. So through, through a lie of, of when we're told, wait, don't, don't bear false witness, okay? So we see all of this throughout Scripture. And so when they say we must interpret the, the unclear Scriptures with the clear ones, I want to say, yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's exactly what we need to do. Your scripture of women should sit silently and, and sit at home and learn from their husbands isn't as clear. It's an unclear scripture. Right. So we must interpret it through all of the clear ones and the heart of the father that says, I always want to utilize the lowliest in a situation because why? In that, I am glorified. So if God uses a Saul who was heads above all the men, and you just looked, and oh, there's Saul. We want him to be our king because he's so strong. Okay, because if, if God just uses a Saul, then Saul gets glory. But yeah. when God uses a woman where we are the weaker sex, then yes. who is who is more likely to glorify God the most when a miracle is done 
the right. woman or the man. I would argue it's very clear that a woman actually is more clearly to glorify God in the moment when the woman is used because she is the weaker vessel. Mm. Why mm -hmm. is no one focusing on that? I mean, even Samson uh, did his greatest uh, victory uh, when he, after he was weakened and his eyes were plucked out. Exactly. Very so good point. The pushing that, over yeah. of the pillars. So, wow. Yeah. So I, I love that point because you talked and and uh, supported the masculinity and the strength of men. And again, we're not talking about, oh, we want to we wanna do this separately from men. No, we're talking about a partnership. Uh, women can't step into their freedom and power on their own. Mm. You know, they need faithful men to walk with them, empower them, and step into the destiny in in the midst of culturally uh, ingrained opposition. It's it's very it, it's like Joseph saying yes to God. Yeah. Yes, I'm going to support my wife. Oh, yeah. That's what Joseph did. Yeah. That was his Another role. network was born. Right. No, as that's carried, so true. As she carried that that eternal uh, sinless seed within her mm. womb. Right. And and protected her. It, really you know, good. we're talking about partnership. Yeah. With with the genders and um, such a good point with the weakness. Yes, we affirm all of that strength and we love that and and it's such a gift and we need that but yet look at how god uses the lowly yeah and then yeah and with that your god literally this is i think that the very first you know with with mary and joseph this is a template that each person man and wife need to hear from god themselves because yes. that's the way god was showing oh. i am going to come to mary and she's going to make her own decision and i'm going to go to joseph and he's going to make his own decision. And when yeah. you have both made your own decision, Come then I can walk on. through you. But we all need to be, my mom always says this, you know, I might, she's my whole life. She's like, I may think that I've got a word from God uh, for you, but you have to confirm that yourself and it needs to confirm in your spirit. Uh, parents should tell that to their children, um, husbands to wives and wives to, to husbands. And that first template is God saying, no, you don't understand. I didn't just go to Joseph and say, I'm going to impregnate your wife and you guys are going to no. That's right. We're going to do this to, you have to make these decisions. You know, and, and Alice, I'm not married. So I want to throw this to you. Um, okay. because I just, when you read from these reformed men that are, it is very toxic. The, the way that yeah. they, they act and the way that they think it's, it's hurtful and it's harmful and it sticks in you. It's, it's very dangerous the way that they speak. Yeah. Um, even when you put your guard up to it, imagine these men confronted mm. with the idea of saying to their wives, this is the word that God is speaking to me but mm. I need you to get it as well so that we can go together as a unified front because it's not enough for me to just do it. I want my wife to be listening to God on her own. What sound-minded husband who loves God would ever say, no, I don't want you to think for yourself and get alone with God and hear from God yourself. I am the mediator between you and God. Oh, no, they do want you to do that. and But you're going to come to the conclusion. No, no. We no, all, I've seen the exact post this week. Yeah. You want your wife to hear from God, but basically she's got to come to the conclusion that you did. 
Well, you're, you're, you are right. The, the latter of what you described is really the de dictionary definition of abuse. Uh, no one in their right mind would enter into a contract or a covenant with anyone agreeable to lose every argument. That does not sound like the Lord at all. It sounds like a man who um, really, uh, quite frankly, is misinformed, is deceived, and probably needs to work out some some issues. The former of what you described, um, I'm not going to dictate to my wife. I want her to hear from God. I'm going to tell her what I think, but I, I want her. We would put uh, all the counselors out of business mm. if, if marriages operated that way. Wow. Again, Tom and I did not operate that way. We were the former. We, we had a lot of bad teaching. And... Um, there was that watershed moment uh, about five or six years ago um, where our we came to a biblical understanding. And that's all I wanted. I wanted to know the biblical, have the biblical intent. What God, what is your intent for all of this? And that will will obey. And it really was um, a percept. Uh, how do you perceive women? How do you perceive me as your wife? How do you perceive me? as an image bearer of Christ. Wow. So yeah. I don't think image bearers of Christ are to enter into covenants or relationships where they're going to lose every argument. Yeah. And that That is a very sad, dismal existence, ladies. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm married 36 years. I think I can... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we kind of covered... I can tell you this. We covered, yeah. we covered yeah. this part of the scripture where it says, you know, um, Adam didn't eat of the apple eve did and we covered it we're actually at that time there was it was like a woman cult and hang on wait not at the time of adam and eve I, no at the time that that, that I, I believe it was if i'm not sure it was tim it was in timothy i believe and mm -hmm. um but he was in ephesus and ephesus had a had a woman cult and artemis? It was, in, was that artemis yeah i think it, it was yeah it was the hunter Who's the hunter? Yeah, I'm gonna I think get my Artemis, I'm gonna get it? my Greek guides, Greek gods mixed up, but um, it, the 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 scripture there it might even be it might even be Corinthians. Um, I'm, I get my my first Timothy and my first and my my Corinthians mixed up. Yeah, the goddess of wild animals. So Artemis, she um, Alice gets the cookie. Artemis or, or Diana and. Um, so in that in this kind of cult, there was a Gnostic cult which um, said that. Uh, Eve actually gave Adam knowledge and mm -hmm. was formed first. And it was kind of an inversion of the Jewish teaching. And so mm -hmm. that's why Paul says, um, no, Adam was formed first. Mm -hmm. Then Eve, he was literally, it's so simple, men. He's correcting the narrative. Okay. Yes. And then it says, and if she continues in a face, she'll be saved in childbirth because, and that is our if we're mystery, if we're, we're Sherlock Holmes, what's that clue? That clue points us back to that's what he's talking about, this Gnostic cult, because they, they believe that if they followed Artemis, they would be saved then they childbirth. would be saved in childbirth. And he's like, no, you can leave following that cult. These mm -hmm. are the teachings of that cult, okay? Mm -hmm. So we're coming out of that cult, and unfortunately, because there's a lack or a purposeful lack of um, teaching of New Testament uh, church, then then you might not understand a letter. I might write you a letter and people might not get it 
They could totally mis uh, misinterpret well, it. Well, especially years. if you wrote a letter and then Alice replied to it, and all they ever had was Alice's reply, they're right. going to miss a lot. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I'm glad that we're kind of going over this as a refresher um, <laughs> for to kind of cement a lot of these things in you guys, because I think it was the first time many of you had ever heard a lot of these things. And I do want to get to that last clip that we have um, from the revival in China, but I want to read. Carla has had some amazing comments here today on uh on our facebook live loves your quotes here uh if it costs me my life so be it amen alice women are birthers yes god is glorified in using the lowly uh she says i've talked to married couples who god speaks to both separately in agreement and that is exactly how god works he speaks to both it is amazing it is beautiful amen and linda said 38 years marriage 33, serving the Lord. My husband is fine with me seeking and serving, but he discounts everything that I say. Aww. So, Linda, we are going to pray that God will show your husband to value you as the gift that you are. See, we've mentioned in, in past episodes that we've done on this series how when men do not utilize their wives or the women in their lives to the fullest, they are actually missing out on one of the greatest blessings. And the, 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 the example that always comes to my mind is John and Abigail Adams. When mm -hmm. you go back and you read the plethora of letters that they had he going would ask back and for forth, advice on everything. Our nation wouldn't be what it is if John Adams didn't seek the godly counsel and advice and wisdom of his wife. You actually see that with the Madisons too. Yes. Mm -hmm. uh, Dolly Madison actually took over the White House after Jefferson's wife died. She's like, running this thing. Got it. <laughs> like, when it came to parties and things like that, you know. Um, and that's a whole other story because it So Dolly, good. Yeah. That is so good. Yeah. Wow. All right. So let's go ahead and play this other clip here that we have the chasing revival episode seven china the largest revival um we're gonna we're gonna play kind of the last four minutes here of this and i and i want to encourage you guys to be prayerfully uh seeking god as you're listening to this what is god speaking to you about mm -hmm. what's going on in china because i have several prophecies and words that god has given to us Something very interesting is coming out of China, and it's tied to the Chinese goods that we've consumed. It's tied to the, the one and two child policies. It's tied to the corruption of the West. Uh, remember, China is the Eastern, you know, kind of religion that, that, that did not accept Christ for the longest time. And, and as you listen to the pastor here, a hundred mm -hmm. years ago, so, that started to change. And mm -hmm. it's been kind of evolving and, and China's been coming back to religion. We had Mao that, that obliterated all of China and, and just decimated their hope, right? Mm. And so I, I want you guys to be seeking God because this doesn't just, we, it's not just, oh, let's get excited because of revival in China. Because if, if, if Christianity crushes the CCP, you mm. will see a world that you've never imagined before. So this is really vital and key, this moment that we're living in. And for those of you that would say, I just want Jesus to come back right now, there's so much work to be done. There's too many there's people to say, come people, on, yes. you guys. So yes. let's let's go ahead and uh and and we'll roll this clip. Let me get it set up so that Alice can see it and hear it too. Um but you guys are definitely gonna be encouraged by by this clip, un unlike anything you've seen in a while. So here we go. All right, Alice, got you covered there. Let's go. He is now giving it to the Chinese. This is nothing new. You could say that it's the Great Commission with Kung Pao flavor. 
In the early 1900s, Chinese Christians received this vision to take the gospel to the nations in between China and Jerusalem. One of the earliest groups to receive this vision of Back to Jerusalem was called the Back to Jerusalem Traveling Band. And amazingly, I got to meet with one of the original missionaries. My life began after I confessed through his forgiveness, I received so much grace. And from that very day, God put a burden for missions inside of me. I understood that what I received, I must also share. So at the age of 16, I committed myself. Lord, no matter where I go or what I do, I believe that you will lead me. I will preach the good news. I was full of peace and joy. Think about this. The Chinese have about 1.3 to 1.5 billion people. That means if 1 billion people up and left Earth and went to Mars, they would still have more people than any other country on Earth except for India. With this many people experiencing the world's largest revival, imagine what they could do if they only send a small fraction of those people out into the mission field between China and Jerusalem. Get it? Mm -hmm. Okay. So that clip is the clip that I chose uh, to use, and I didn't realize that that that's the one that Leah had actually wanted me to use. Uh, mm -hmm. And it blew me away when she said that she felt what she had received, she must also share. Oh, yeah. Wow. What did you think, Alice, if you saw that? Oh. Again, I'm, I'm, I'm just beside myself. I'm so humbled and so inspired by these, these people that just love Jesus. Regular people you're never going to hear about on CNN or MSN or Fox News. Uh, but yet their whole life is the fragrance of Christ. Mm. And, uh, you know, like that alabaster jar, there's just such a worth... Uh, the worth and the beauty of Jesus on these people. I, I just want to say one thing, Mary, getting back to Mary and with the Chinese, because if there's any kind of word from the Lord, Mary, um, when Mary said yes, she stepped into God's plan. She stepped into opposition and ridicule mm. and ostracism, uh, mm. being ostracized and, and very real danger. Mm. And I feel like tonight uh, that rings true in, in these people, uh, yeah. the Chinese people tonight. They're saying yes, but they're saying yes to danger, mm. to, to uh, being ostracized possibly by their family members and friends that, that aren't going to go the way of freedom and these protests. And um, 
again, we need to really just uh, cry out in intercession. And uh, in in this, hmm, in this broken vessel, you you look at that that spike nard, that alabaster jar of that costly, costly perfume inside. It was like a once and done moment. You know, you didn't pour it out a little here, a little there. To, to use the, the that precious ointment, that costly ointment, it was once and done, you break it. And and it's right there on the spot. And it, it just seems that these people are being called to this moment mm. of, of being just poured out. Wow. As wow. a fragrance uh, before the Lord. It just breaks me. Um, this is so good. What you're talking about is the moment when Mary brings in this alabaster box. This is incredible. Different Mary, just for our viewers. Yeah, there's that like five hundred. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. sorry, I was talking about the yeah. Mary who is Jesus' yeah. mom, and then right. I went, and now and now you're talking about Mary with the alabaster box, and she goes yes. in and and yes. she wipes. She she pours this incredibly uh, expensive um, uh, mm. oil on Jesus' feet, and then she cleans it with her hair. And, uh, dude, this is a sign for you, okay? A man, a disciple came, comes and says, she shouldn't be doing that. Yeah. She shouldn't be pouring this oil out. She shouldn't be ministering to you, Jesus, like this. As she should have gone and, and taken that and sold it and, 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 won, and, and got a bunch of money out of it. Yeah. And what did, Alice, what did Jesus say to the, to the disciple? He said, you know, stop it. You know, you're always going to have moments to give to the poor. But what this woman has done mm. is is going to be marked for an eternity. It's going to be a memorial for her faith. She taught them something. <laughs> she did. She Maybe taught she them something. Them. You know, preaching and teaching isn't just your words. It's your actions, too. She taught them. She knew before they knew. Well, she And it's almost a rebuke. No, it is a rebuke. Not almost. It's a rebuke to Ju Judas. Yes, it Who, was. Judas is the one. And for everyone else to see. Yes. And and it's written down for all of us to read. Jesus wanted to know, I use women. I use yeah. women to write doctrine. I have used women to lead Israel. Mm -hmm. Um, It's not necessary. I mean, because women are child bearers and yeah. because they are to, I mean, we can't. I mean, back in the day, you didn't have a maid, you didn't have McDonald's, you you had to, you didn't have a bread machine, and you didn't have like an oven you can just turn on. So women had to do a lot of stuff to keep the house going. So it it makes more sense for men to be out doing ministry. It makes more sense if you've got five kids around you, right? Yes. Um, yes. We don't hear about Aquila and Priscilla's children. Maybe they're grown. Maybe they're raised. Um, maybe they didn't have any. But we do see something that maybe we can end on talking about. This is is uh, Mary in the garden after Jesus has has risen from the dead, and that's in John. Now, before you get to oh, that, look, no, go ahead and look it up because I, I have some thoughts. I don't want to escape here. Okay. Um, you know, you talked about just now, I, and the scripture that comes to my mind is, uh, "Show me your faith." Um, without your works. And I will show you my faith by my works. Um, women are not allowed to teach. They're not allowed to preach, but they're allowed by their good conduct to win their husbands over. I find it fascinating to me that these reformed theologists, um, theologians, whatever theologians, these men, the, I don't the, know if theologist is the word. Yeah, I just made it. one. I just coined it myself. These dudes, 
these arrogant dudes, I would, I would, I would raise you one. I don't need all the words that apparently you seem to need. And, and as Christians, regardless of gender, we should be ministering and teaching the gospel by our conduct. Why are these men so obsessed with keeping women silent? And why are they so obsessed with the words that we speak being how we minister the gospel instead of our actions? Because faith without works is dead. And I would add... You're preaching with all your words without a good conduct as a man winning people over is dead. You must have a good conduct. We don't need all of these words that you seem to be so obsessed with us yeah. not being able to use and to yeah. preach in this moment. And so we see going back to Mary in the alabaster jar and, 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 and countless other women throughout the Bible. You know, go to Hebrews 11 and 12 and, and the, the, the Hall of Fame of Faith and all these things that we're supposed to learn from them. Where in the Hall of Fame of Faith are we learning from their words? Mm. We're learning from their actions. Sarah, by faith, by faith, Abraham, by faith. It's by all of these actions that we're yeah. learning from these people. And so I find it sad that they the that these dudes we'll just call them these dudes are are stuck on we can only teach people through words and you're not allowed to teach through words whereas if we're not allowed to teach through words that's fine but now here my argument is you should be teaching more with your actions than by being so obsessed with the words with being preachers and pastors. With being preachers and pastors and titles and all of these things that glorify you in your position. I, I, I just I would just caution, you know, maybe these men should take a step back and go, maybe I should be better in my actions to minister the gospel and focus more on my actions than my words of telling people that they can't do X, Y, Z. That's it. Wow. Yeah, well, so, I've got a lot to say about that. Go ahead. Go, go, go for it, Alice. No, no, I, I, I don't want to, you know, that, that was a very, very powerful point. I think it's a call to, to examine oneself, uh, to be humble. Um, I think it, it, if you have a truth, it can be poked, and it should be poked. Does it, isn't that what a kid does? You get out, you go, you send your kid outside with a stick. <laughs> is it alive what is it um so so we we ought to we ought to poke around at some of the things we think god is asking us to do or is our calling or is yeah. our our ministry we we ought to walk circumspectly paul used that mm. language where a, a, a um sculptor would an artist would would put their work in the middle of a room and then do a 360 around their around their work to see if it it, it was right or if the yeah. perspective was right or if it was a real a good representation so that's what paul said what you know walk circumspectly examine yourself mm -hmm. uh, and when it comes to uh just raising that gift of teaching above all the other fivefold ministries uh is a little odd Yet, you know, everybody, everybody wants a pedestal. I, I'm a musician. It was very hard prying a microphone out of people's hands. 
I'll tell you that much. People don't get down from pedestals voluntarily. Oh my goodness. Yes. I, you're so right. Church so the, music. There, yes. There, there's a nature in us that likes exaltation. And let me tell you, teaching is important. Our revolution was, was fought and won, you know, uh, in due part to teaching and teaching from the pulpits, but it is not a one fold ministry. It is a five fold ministry. Mm. And they all need to work together. Well, you know, the hand, the the eye, the this part of the body, the visible parts of the body, the invisible parts of the body. Paul Paul just speaks about these things that they work in synergy with one another, not separately from one another. So um, those that teach need to maybe pump the brakes and say, do, do I exalt this above prophecy or evangelism or why do I want to do this? Why am I like, oh, you know, Gollum with the ring? <laughs> yes. Because I've seen this in many years of ministry, not only in music. I've, I've, seen, um, I've seen the zeal and the personal ambition of preachers, and they, they just want to put a label on it and, you know, mm -hmm. question it, and there you go. Uh, that's not what we want, ladies, yeah, right? right. No. We're not after that. We're, we're, we're not after some derivative, Western derivative of something so far removed from the book of Acts. You can have it. We just, wow. we now, just, okay. So, so partnership while you were speaking and I, and I know we do want to wrap up this show, but this just, this came to me and, I, and this is worth saying, cause I'm envisioning this Chinese church, which is so different from the Westernized church that we live with here in America. And, you know, I've, I've said this to people who have issues, especially with pornography, um, that if you, you know, idle hands are the devil's workshop and, and, you know, you know that we have a farm and a, and a homestead and, and I believe that it is the best that God has for people to be on a farm, to be working, to be doing those kinds of things. And, it, and you, you don't really see a lot of farmers having adulterous affairs because they're thinking about the crop and the weather and the hay molding and do we pull it in? Like there's too much to focus on. Yeah in the right. doing of the work Hallelujah. to commit these sins. There's and actually a quote there from Thomas Jefferson. Uh, and even back in the 1700s, he, he didn't want people living and working in the cities. He said, yeah. uh, those who, a husbandman uh, working outside of the city, he said, it's it's almost unknown for a degradation of morals. Yeah. Uh, because you're working too hard. Yeah. Go ahead. So, um, so my point in saying all of that is not just to help administer to anybody that has a porn addiction. He just, just buy a farm or, or a volunteer at one. Um, but it's again, I don't want to call them dudes cause we love dudes. Just these reformed guys. Here's what I would say to them. And they're not listening because I'm a female, Baptist. but I'm going to speak it out for, for in the spirit anyway. Yeah. You have, you're not doing, you're not working enough. To, mm -hmm. to be so focused on mm -hmm. telling women that they can't, they can't, they can't, and that to become your obsession, you're not doing the work of the ministry at all because a true and a real minister would not have time to nitpick all of these things. This is, these are, this is triage. This is battlefield. This is when you're looking at that Chinese church and the revival that's going, the dudes are going to be looking over at the women and just hand me this and go do this. And we got to do this. And the women are going to look at the men and say, do this and do this and do this, right? Actionable life 
of ministry that is the early church. It would never enter into the mind of anyone in the early church to stop and nitpick, right? The only reason that Paul had to write these letters was because there were churches whose hands had gone idle. And so I would say, and I'm going to speak this out prophetically, the way that we quash this isn't so much to write the lies, and that's important, that's why we've done this series, but to show our faith and, uh, by our works, by, by getting in the ministry, by rolling up our sleeves. Yes. Because, yes. dudes, if you're 30% of the people that are, that are doing the work of the ministry in China, and, and ministry is hard. I don't know if you've noticed that, and yes. Alice clearly has. I don't know if people that are watching are these reformed dudes. Ministry is difficult. It takes a lot of work. And I can guarantee you when you're up to your neck in it, you are not going to be asking who the gender is of the person working alongside of you. And neither was Paul. And that's all I have to say. Awesome. Awesome. All hands on deck. Yes, exactly. Get the kids involved. Everybody's working. Everybody. Jesus was a child in the temple reading the scriptures and expounding mm. on them and debating, right? As a child, he was doing yeah. that. Yeah. Yes. God is no respecter of persons. They seem to throw that scripture out of the mm. Bible. And I, I want to leave with this last thought, and then we can all kind of, all, kind of all go around. That was there. my final. That was your final thought. Oh wow. Okay. Then then Alice can go to her final thought. <laughs> um, I really focus on you know the, the there's a couple Marys. There's Mary um, Magdalene. There's Mary and Martha. There's Mary the mother of Jesus, and um, Mary and Martha were friends, close friends with Jesus, so much so that mm-hmm. uh, when their brother uh, Lazarus had died and uh, Jesus came three days later, they rushed to him. They scolded him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Rabbi, if you had been here, he wouldn't have died. Um, mm-hmm. And, and Jesus' answer wasn't to, um, to convict them, to tell them to turn or tell them to repent. Or to um, say, how dare you talk to me that way, woman? Yeah, he 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 gave them what they wanted, which is what they wanted was their brother back. Mm-hmm. Okay, so he saw into their hearts. He cared about them. He didn't ask them to turn. He, didn't, he never, it never says that they turned and repented. It never says that they said, oh, I'm so sorry for, for acting this way. Mm-hmm. Um, Jesus meets us where we're at. Yes. And um, Mary... Um, Magdalene here, Mary stood outside of the tomb. This is after uh, Jesus had died and it was in the tomb and she cried and she bent over and looked into the tomb. Why do we think that Mary was crying over Jesus? Because she, she had a relationship with him. He talked to her. Hmm. And so, let's, can we break this down into logic for you people? I think people don't understand Jewish culture either. Well, in Jewish culture, women were never students never. of a rabbi. Okay. So when you had Mary and Martha, uh, and Mary was sitting with the disciples, Martha was over here doing what the men would say, this is what you should be doing. Making the sandwich. Making the sandwich. And Martha goes to Jesus and and tattletales and said, look, she's not helping me. And he says, she's choosing the, the better thing. Why would he say, I want women to sit and learn from me, and I want to be their teacher. If you're taught something... You're supposed to go and use it. What was yes. he teaching her? Only to go as a and minister use. to women. <laughs> she they were a clan. They were a clique. They were they were men and women in this posse. Okay? She was and there were the main twelve disciples. 
but she was a disciple. Okay? And and so uh, Mary Magdalene here is at the tomb. She wept because she had a relationship with him because yeah. he spoke to her. Now, catch this. This we have to interpret Paul's letters in light of Jesus. And if mm. Jesus does something in an action or he says something that contradicts what Paul is saying, we need to go with Jesus because we're not understanding Paul because we're, we're, we're getting half of a letter. Okay. Yeah. So we need to interpret Paul through Jesus, not Jesus through Paul. Okay. Jesus, you must've meant this because Paul said this. Oh, wow. That's okay. Really so, Jesus talked to her, obviously talked to her often. She had a huge relationship with him. And I uh, saw two angels in white seated where Jesus' body had been, one at the head and the other at the foot. And they asked her, woman, why are you crying? They have taken my Lord away, and I don't know where they have put him. At this, she turned around and she saw Jesus standing there, but she did not realize it was Jesus. And he asked her, woman, why are you crying? Who is it you were looking for? Thinking he was the gardener, she said, Sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you have put him and I will go get him. And she said, and he said to her, Mary. He just said her name. Mm. He said, Mary. And she turned to him and cried out in Aramaic, Rabboni, which means teacher. Mm. Jesus says, Do not hold on to me, for I have not yet ascended to the Father. Go and said to my brothers and tell them, I am ascending to my Father and to your Father, to my God and to your God. Mary Magdalene went to the disciples with the news, I have seen the Lord, and she told them what he had said that he had said these things to her. Now, this was not a voice of prophecy. Jesus spoke to her something. Mm. The very first doctrinal foundation of Christianity. This is something that God has revealed to me just in all of this. So thank you, people. God always reveals me something really cool when there's pressure. So bring it on. Okay. <laughs> um, and he always shows me. I love it because he shows me the way, not in some sort of weird debate. He shows me the outside angle. Okay. Yeah. The outside angle of this, he, he, it was so, the, take this with you guys. The very first foundation of Christianity is that Jesus, not that he died. Anybody could die. He's not the Savior if he doesn't rise again. That's right. The very first foundational teaching is that Jesus rose again. Resurrected. It is much more, it is much more important and sacred to have had an experience than it is to have a, oh, well, I'm just going to take this thing that they, they, they already have, Okay, I'm going to try to get this out the right way. So Ma Mary Magdalene experiences talking to Jesus. She's her teacher. He goes and tells her to tell the disciples something, to teach them something, to preach them something. This is he didn't say he, this was not a prophetic word that she was giving. She was teaching and she was preaching and she was evangelizing. So she's the very first evangelist of Jesus is risen again. She is is teaching them to do something. He says, "Go tell them." I'm ascending to my father and to your father. They, the, the dudes write this down. And then you have all these reformed Baptist guys who say, I'm the only one. I'm a man. I have to be the one to teach this and explain this to women because women aren't going to understand, even though it was a woman who was the first person to get the foundational teaching of the gospel, which is he is risen. And this is now doctrinal scripture 
we believe in Jesus because Mary saw him. This is the doctrine that we all believe in. And it came through a woman. Yes, it also came through Peter, who saw him as well. Yes, it came through the disciples, but she saw him first. But you see consistently through the Reformed dudes, just the way that they have thrown out the gifts of the Spirit, they also would, and they attribute it to that was only for the early church. They could very easily say this was just for that time, the early church. And that's where we can't, I can't have a conversation and a debate with somebody that's going to throw out scripture and, and twist it to say that was only for then. And somewhere you get a pie in the sky that was never in the Bible that says this was only for then and it's not for the future. We don't have scripture for that. So, so I want you guys to not get so caught up in a debate with people who, especially people who, who take this idea of, but that was for then if, and it's not for now. If Mary got a word from God, you know, talking to Jesus, we're supposed to read the Bible and talk to Jesus. Okay. And he's supposed to reveal things to us. And then we're supposed to go and tell men, women, and children. She went and told the disciples, I have seen the Lord. And so I am supposed to follow this as an example. I have seen the Lord and I'm supposed to tell you what he's telling me. That's the basis. As a woman, you are supposed to tell men. You're supposed to tell your pastor. You're supposed to tell your husband. You're supposed to tell other women. You are supposed to tell them what Jesus is telling you. Okay, that's that's my last thought. It sounds, <laughs> sounds like equality to me. It does. Uh, and it sounds like Jesus made uh, great strides and emphasized uh, uh, this, this, um, this equality, this kingdom... Uh, calling on both men and women. And uh, I agree with you both. I think that was perfectly said. Jesus is perfect theology. Mm. If this is what he did, if this is how he conducted himself and interacted and engaged with women and commissioned women, Jesus is perfect theology. We talked about a lot of Marys tonight. I just want to end with the, the one uh, Lazarus and Martha's sister, Mary, uh, who sat at Jesus' feet. Mm -hmm. And Martha was fuming. His women belonged in the kitchen. And there she, who does she think she is? Sitting there with men. Who does she think she is? That's, and she goes to Jesus. And Jesus said, Martha, Martha, you know the story. And uh, he says, Mary chose. Wow. So not only did he teach, and, and, and we see that beautiful example. She's sitting there with men and she's being taught and disciple. But Jesus says, Mary chose. So not only is she teaching, being taught, she actually chose that. Yeah. And I, uh, coming from the lips of Jesus, in, in that, the context of, of, of uh, first century people, that that's just astonishing to me and I, I just love Jesus. I just love <laughs> I just love how he puts worth on on people. He assigns men and women and his his image bearers such worth. Start with that, gentlemen. Mm. Reform dudes as you are so <laughs> as you are so affectionately called uh, and I just want to encourage you, maybe seek the Lord about being an emancipator That's in these good. last days. 
Amen. I love that. And the last thing I will say is I don't actually enjoy, I mean, this is kind of cool and I'm glad to do this. And, I, and it's really great to bring a lot of women uh, in back into ministry. And I think it's fantastic. But, you know, Michelle and I have this really great ministry to lift men up. And mm -hmm. so it feels like you're, 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 you don't understand, dudes. I want to champion you. I want to thank you for being the guys who are going to ride into the battle with your sword because I might not be able to pick up pick up the sword. I thank you for being the guy who protects the you know protects your home. I I love men. I mean, look at the hardest jobs, whether it's a garbage man or whether it's you know steel workers or even blacksmith. You know, there's a lot of things physically that women can't do, and uh, feminism has. De degraded uh, men uh, and they feel horrible about themselves. Young men don't know where they're supposed to be so much so that they're changing their gender to be like girls because girls are championed in the world today. Well, then we have the reverse slingshot of it so that men are now beating girls at girls' sports because they're, um, uh, they found that being a girl is... A th so now, now we've got total misogyny because you've got men taking over the sphere again okay if even and so it's it goes backwards we can't swing this pendulum back and forth yeah yeah but that's not junia's fault or mary's fault or phoebe's fault and uh that's got to self-correct the bible way uh right. we're not going to correct uh, correct the sins and the that's abominations right. of satan by oppressing uh, and taking away equality in the church. That's not going to correct things. Right. Amen. I want to champion you, and I want to talk about the crazy radical feminists who, you know, burn their bras and shave their head, and, you know, uh, I don't need a man, and I, you know, it's, 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 it, I want to champion you. I want to be behind you, okay? But you're making it difficult. <laughs> Why? Because if there's not mutuality, there's not a relationship. Mm. It's one yeah. of the hardest lessons I had to learn, whether it's on this subject or other things. God always has to say, Alice, back up. Are you chasing after people and there's no mutuality there? God always says, learn from that. Love everyone. Give freely. Do that. But when it comes to partnership, when it comes to, to walking with people, there's got to be mutuality there. That's really good. Mm -hmm. You know, Alice, as I, I just got this word and I'll uh, and see if you, I, I think it will confirm with both of you, but I feel like the Lord just spoke to me and said, the this reformed theology to this respect of it, because uh, there's a lot about it that I actually agree with, not the women part, but the reformed theology has a lot more than just this, this branch of what they believe. Um, but this specific branch, I believe, has arisen out of a uh, bitterness and a resentment of the toxic yes. part of feminism. Yes. But like Alice just said, you don't right a wrong with another wrong. It's it's literally, it, it, it's a childishness, and hear me on this and I mean it in love, it's a childishness that says, well, if you're gonna be this way to us, then watch what we do to you and watch us pull out all of these scriptures and then twist them and abuse you with them because we're angry and hurt by this thing called feminism. And instead of love keeping no records of wrong, so I just feel like the Lord is saying that the actual motive, the, the root of this is that bitterness and resentment of of modern feminism that has beaten men down so horribly 
And so, yes, that is wrong, but the answer is not your bitterness and resentment. No, your answer is not to go after your wonderful, beautiful, uh, you know, wife. Go after Hillary Clinton. Go after Margaret Sanger. But you, but it's it's very strange. Stop. It's it's like oh, but I gotta go slice this. You know, the stay-at-home wives over here and the homeschool moms. Let me just make sure that they're not saying anything. No, shut the mouths of the Jezebels. That's what those scriptures mean, anyways. You know, stop the the Hillary Clinton. Stop the Planned Parenthood women. They shouldn't be speaking because they're speaking horrible, awful things, okay? No, they should not be speaking. They should not be speaking in our nation. They should have no words. We should silence them, okay? Yeah. All of us together right. should silence, you know, uh, the, the, these, these, these feminazis, the Madonnas of this world. Talk about her, okay? Crazy alien There's looking no lady. There's no need whatsoever to, like you just said, take a machete to all the women in the church when you're really angry at the evil Jezebels of this world, you have you have a very powerful weapon. Aim it in the right direction. Is is what I feel like the heart of God is saying on this. So and, and when people commit sin, and in, in under the new covenant, the, the, the person who committed the sin has to repent it. and make make that right. Not right. people who haven't sinned. Right. Um, that's kind of. Um, I, I, I think it's in Jeremiah where the, uh, you know, the fathers eat the grapes, the sons, the sour the grapes. The set on edge. Right, yeah. right. Like it's a generational thing in the Old Testament. And I believe God says no more. Uh, right, people no are going to be called to account for their own actions and that's behaviors. Right. That's so and that's right. very much a Jesus new covenant, um, very strong aspect of even self-governance and responsibility. Yeah. Um, if if I haven't sinned, I, I don't need to repent of anything. Yeah. That, you know, it, it, otherwise, things get very murky. Yeah. And then people have a, a confusion even about their salvation because there's there there could be this just this low lying cloud of shame uh, that is very very damaging to Christians. Yeah. Um, you're gonna know when you sin. The Holy mm -hmm. Spirit is gonna let you know and lead you uh, to, to repentance and humbling yourself before the Lord. But yes, um, there's no need to uh, curse a generation of women who are, you know, in the faith, yeah. beautiful sisters, daughters, uh, image bearers of Christ yeah. when they have not sinned. So good. And to bring it back around to, to the comparison of the Chinese church and what we see now. Why are we talking about this specifically? I feel like the answer to why this has come up the past three episodes that we've done leading to this one. Why are we talking about this? Why are we focusing on this? Because we are looking at a world that is in complete chaos. Mm. And it looks very scary. The times that we're in and the times that look like may come. And we've, we've got this digital currency that's, that's being implemented. We've got uh, energy shortages. You know, it could be power outages. It could be, you know, internment camps. You know, we've got all these things that we're looking at that are very, very terrifying and scary. I believe that the reason why God has brought this message to the forefront for us and the Marchesanis to give to you guys is because one of the tools that we're going to need moving forward is this uh, half of the church that's been sidelined in the Western uh, mm. body of Christ. And that is women. Yeah. We need all hands on deck mm. to be able to stave off the onslaught mm. that is headed right toward us. 
there aren't enough of us if we keep all the women on the sidelines. And so I think that the reason why this is all coming to the forefront, it's the same reason why revival is spreading in China, is because we are on the precipice of something that can, that looks very terrible and scary if we don't fix it, but could be so great. So I want to encourage everybody that's listening to take these words to heart, to ask the Lord to speak to you about what's going on in China, what's going on in the world, and your position in this, whether you are a male. Okay, if you're a man, how do you take the lessons that we've learned the last four episodes and and use use them and do something with them? If you're a female, the exact same thing applies. But underneath it all, let's focus on the fact that we must seek revival in the Western world. Because it's happening in the Eastern world. We're seeing it in the Middle East. We're seeing it in Asia. Revivals are spreading like like wildfire. Lest we be caught behind, sitting yeah. here bickering over tiny little things when we could be working together. And that's where we're yeah. headed. And I want you guys to be excited about where God's taking us. All right, let's end in prayer um, and encourage. And, and let's set, let's set a, a generation of women loose. Um, in, in our power and prayer. Amen. Women, and, they're and, all, and, out, they're, thou art loose. And the men and the men to be loose too. So Father Amen. God, I just uh, thank you so much for our sister Alice. I thank you that you have uh, taken her through uh, the ringer here and on to the other side. You've taught her so much and uh, we're able to, to take what you've taught us and, and, and teach it to others. I want to thank you for men and women in my own life who have encouraged uh, you in me who have told me that I should follow you no matter what you say, that I I can preach the gospel, I should preach the gospel. And uh, Father God, I have uh, many other hundreds of millions of sisters in Christ who are silenced and were not given the opportunity uh, to, to preach your word, which is, it's better to give than to receive. Amen. And so I pray that you give women around the globe the gift of teaching, the gift of preaching, the gift of shepherding. Uh, who else was a, a who was a shepherdess but the wife of Moses okay mm. who was a shepherdess but Rachel was a shepherdess okay so we're women can be shepherdesses and mm. and feed their flock who was it as a woman who got water uh, to, to uh, feed the camels of uh, the servant of Abraham, Abraham. And so, Father God, women are, 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 are destined for ministry. And I pray, Father God, that um, men would recognize that women should be running alongside them. Mm. That the most wonderful part about being a Christian is the Holy Spirit is the great equalizer. Come on. That they, as a woman of God, you can call down mountains. As a woman of God, you can call upon your authority that is in heaven and have a great cloud uh, of, uh, of witnesses watching you, cheering you on, and angels fighting battles for you because guess what just as uh the weapons of our warfare are not carnal but mighty through god through the pulling down to strongholds we don't battle with flesh and blood but rulers and principalities the old testament is a type and shadow of the new testament so if you have the old testament judges who fought physical battles mm. we have new testament where we can fight spiritual battles and we reign now as kings and priests so i loose you women right now you reign as a king you reign as a priest Come you on. can go before god there is nothing there is no man between you and God. There is no uh, there is no priest between you and God. You get that 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 veil is torn, and we have not a high priest who's not touched with the feelings of our infirmities. He knows the parts of us that are weak, and he will use them. The Bible says that he will use our weaknesses so that he will be glorified. So I pray that you use women. I just pray, Father God, for these marriages to be loosed in Jesus' name. Amen. For these men Hallelujah. to be loosed from yes. the lies Hallelujah. of the Satan. That they that they look at their wives and say, Wow, I have a powerhouse living in next to me, sleeping next to me, who's getting dreams and visions. 
visions from God. What did you get from God today? Here's what I got from God today. And together we can move mountains. The reason America has gone the way it's gone is because men aren't seeing their wives as co-laborers, as somebody that they can talk to and ask questions of. And what do you think about this as, a, as an, an equal, intelligent person who can definitely interpret the Bible? Ooh, wow. Because women help write the Bible. They help write scripture. Women can interpret scripture. When when Paul says to Timothy, you have no you don't need any man to teach you, but you just need the Holy Spirit. Who taught Timothy? Paul said, Your mother and your grandmother has taught have they have taught you well. Mm. We don't hear about a grandfather. We don't hear about a husband. We don't even know where they learned. Wow. Maybe they were taught by the Holy Spirit. Every single one of you can listen to the Holy Spirit, and you must listen to the Holy Spirit. You have gifts. You have callings. You are called to be a warrior for Christ Jesus. You, too, have a helmet of salvation. You, too, have a breastplate of righteousness. You, too, have a sword of the Spirit which can pierce and, and the body asunder between soul and spirit, between bone and marrow. You have shoes of the peace of the gospel of new news, good news. You have the belt of truth. And you have a shield of faith wherewith you can extinguish all the fiery darts of the wicked one. Mm. And together, marriages, I pray that marriages will be great. And they will hold their shields of faith together to extinguish even more fiery darts. Because what is happening right now is you're not showing the, 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 the front, the battle front that men and women should have together. And so church arise in Jesus' name. Amen. We lose a generation of women across this whole globe to preach and to minister just like they are in China. If you need to watch that video over and over again, listen to read. There are many articles about women who are ministering in China. Go before God and say, God, whatever you want me to do. Amen. Ooh, and I pray, good. Father God, that the gospel will be spread. Woman, you are loosed. Man, you are loosed. Husbands, you are loosed to let your women be the women of God, to be the bride of Christ, to tear down high powers and principalities, to say to mountains, be removed and be cast in the sea. And I just pray, Father God, for a revival right now. I know these reformed gentlemen, they do not believe in the gifts of the Holy Spirit. They believe that they died off. And so I pray that you just have a revival of, of tongue talking and prophesying mm. and, and, and miracles and signs and wonders because the church in China is having tongue talking and miracles and signs and wonders and you're over here trying to, 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 to preach about Christian nationalism and this is a Christian nation but you have no power because Acts, Acts chapter 2 shows where we get the power is the baptism of the Holy Spirit and that's what you're missing because I guarantee you when you get the baptism of the Holy Spirit and you start seeing women moving the Holy Ghost you're just going to sit back and say you go girl because the power of God on any person you just sit back and watch it whether it's a man or a woman or a child and I thank you Father God that you're just going to break that, that, that demonic spirit that's keeping that that denomination from moving in the gifts of the holy spirit and i pray father god that you get in there that you work on them that you reveal them that they just start they 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 ask you holy spirit for everything that you are and they won't close themselves and that you soften their hard hearts in jesus name mm. amen 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 anybody else anybody have anything no i think that was good do you, was, want to, do you want to pray, Alice? No, I just okay. say glory. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. That was on fire. Now, I have to tell the truth that while you were praying, I was looking up on my phone 
the blue letter Bible of a specific verse in Proverbs 31. Now, we all know that Proverbs 31 is about women, mm-hmm. about the, the best of women. Who can find such a woman? And we know about she sees the field and she buys it and her kids are clothed in scarlet and all of these amazing things that oh. she does. She, she, um, but she opens her mouth with wisdom mm. and in her tongue is the law of kindness. So I went to the Blue Letter Bible, which I love because a lot of times we need to find the original Hebrew uh, meaning of these words. Mm-hmm. So you were talking about the woman being loosed, right? Thou art loosed. So she is, as you're talking about, she's, she's loosed the, the meaning to open the mouth. It says to loosen, to loosen, to open oneself, to loose oneself, to carve, to engrave. Now, when I see that to carve and engrave, I think of how, how God had said a lot of times to write these words on your forehead, to kind of engrave them on your heart. So when, when she's, when she's opening her mouth, right? This is going to be a very serious thing that, ha- that, has, mm-hmm. that has happened here. Uh, so she opens her mouth with wisdom. So let's look at the with wisdom, skillful wisdom, wisely, wit. Uh, the biblical usage of this word is skill in war, wisdom, wisdom as in administration, wisdom as in shrewdness, prudence in uh, religious affairs, and wisdom as in ethical and religious so we, she can be talking about religious things. Um, and let's see, let's look at her tongue here, the biblical usage of that, uh, language, the tongue. Um, so just literally the language of the men. amplified says giving counsel and instruction. The law here is where I really wanted to get to, um, a precept or statute, especially the Decalogue or the Pentateuch. Uh, and then it says, Body of prophetic teaching, instruction in the messianic age, body of priestly direction or instruction, mm. uh, the law of burnt offering, a the codes of law, the Deuteronomic or Mosaic law. So here we have this woman who is the best of all women. And we gloss over all of the different things that she does, but she's actually a very authoritative figure when you read about it and what Whoa. she does. But then when you get to that part, that's one we actually kind of skip over yeah. because we're so excited about all the things that we get to do as women. We see the field and our, you know, all of these amazing things. We rise early and everybody's fed and our husband is well known in the gates and all of this. But what about that? What do mm. the reform dudes do with this woman when she opens her mouth and it's, it's priestly, it's Deuteronomic, whatever that word is. You know, we're talking about the law. You know what I'm saying? And so as you were praying that amazing on fire prayer, I just had this burr in me that I had to look up that verse, that specific verse. Because I was like, I think there's more to that than yeah. her just being wise and giving wise counsel to her children or whatever. This woman is what we what we what we see in Deborah, right? Which we talked about earlier. So I just I wanted to kind of throw that little bit in there as we finish the show. So mm. go read Proverbs thirty one, people. <laughs> okay, Alice, thank you for joining us and, and allowing us to be a sounding board um, to kind of bounce these thoughts off of. I'm sorry that we missed Tom for tonight. I hope he's sleeping and not watching. Yes, he is sleeping. He is resting. Ladies, it has been awesome. Uh, I, I've been uh, changed 
really educated, changed, and um, yeah, we have two. Just emboldened. I, I and uh, God always has to nudge me on these things, um, and and I just feel so much more resolute in my in my convictions. And so I thank you for that. Thank uh, you. Thank, thank you for your devotion to truth and the scriptures, the Word of God. Thank Amen. you. Thank Amen. you for coming on our show. And it's it's been so good to to listen to your wisdom, to to the things you've gone through and experience and and how you see things and for your boldness and your ministry, um, and to see your heart on this. Um, you are literally a walking example of this Proverbs thirty one woman of the administrative. I mean, that's you do all the things. You, you you will command the people under you. You will be the example. You will lead them. You will minister to them. And I and, and so, I, you know, there were a whole host of people that I think that we could have drawn on for this series, um, but it was a divine this appointment. Your, yeah, this, this is, is your, your wheelhouse. Yeah, this is, oh, wow. No one would have done what better an honor. Than, than you. What an honor, ladies. And I love you both so much. All right. We love you too, Alice. Okay, guys, we're going to have Tom and Alice back maybe in January. Um, we're going to take a break for the holidays for all of the different things, you know, that everybody's got going. Lee and I are going to kind of take a, um, a, not a hiatus from interviews, but really kind of lessen those. Um, but I would be remiss if I didn't tell you all that the MyPillow Cyber Monday deal is going on right now. Okay. And I, it may go on for like a day or two. Who all knows? right. Promo code. So promo code RC, RC MyPillow.com. All of your Christmas presents, you're going to buy them from mystore.com or mypillow.com. Get the coffee. Tom and Alice, drink the coffee. They love the coffee. Get the subscription for your liberal. Can you imagine your liberal friends drinking the mic? Just they, they wake up and they see Mike's happy face on the bag. They drink the wonderful coffee and then the Holy Spirit goes inside of them because the coffee is anointed. Oh, yeah. We were telling them to buy them the pillows, <laughs> anoint them with oil. Pray the over these things. Yes, exactly. So I want to encourage you guys to support Mike Lindell because there are crazy things that are going on and that man is bold. He is fearless and he's putting his money where his mouth is. So I can't but imagine anybody else to support. He surrounded himself with a lot of women. He has surrounded himself by a lot of women because he knows that they are his wife or not, well, she's not actually his wife yet needs to be wife. Kendra is a Proverbs 31 woman. Uh, so hopefully that you can pray over those future nuptials. All right, you guys, we love you. God loves you. God bless. Remember, it's not just a conspiracy theory. If it's actually the truth and women should preach and women should preach. And we will see you guys Thursday night, 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for our interview with Craig Hagan from Rayma Bible College. So, all right, we'll catch you guys later. Alice, thank you again. We love you so much. Good night. You call my name, you my eyes.